Show. Hi, this is Rachel. And this is Natalie. And we are the Insta Mamas. We are sisters with a podcast and we talk about everything from faith, healthy, clean living, adoption, foster care, motherhood, and everything in between. Thanks for listening. She's in heaven now with Jesus, but um, her smile would light up the room and her tenderness and gentleness towards not only my brother and I, but everyone around her was such an example. And I just love her and I'm so grateful for every moment that I had with her. I love you, Mommy, and I miss you and I love you so much and I love you and I love you very much. I miss and love my mom dearly now that she's up in heaven with me every day and I'm so thankful that she taught me how to be the mom I am today. Love you mom. I love my spiritual mom and I appreciate her so much because she has guided me and encouraged me in the word and how to be Christian and I'm a spiritual mom and she doesn't take flack from me so I've gotten more than one or two spiritual spankings in my day. I love you Debbie. Thank you so much for everything you've done. Happy Mother's Day! Happy Mother's Day! Gigi! Thank you! Thank you! Yeah, thank you so much for letting us stay at your house and getting us all organized and cleaning our place. Yeah, I love you, Gigi! Happy Mother's Day, Mom! I love you so much and miss you every day. I wish we could all be celebrating with you. Thank you for helping me become the woman I am today. And I hope you're proud. Love you so much. Hey, Mom. I just want to say I love you and I appreciate everything you do. I don't know what I would do without you. I miss you. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, I love you. Happy Mother's Day. Mom, uh, there's so much I could say. I just appreciate so many things about you and, um, how much time and love you invested into me and loved and blessed this, ha- this Mother's Day. So, happy Mother's Day. My mom always had open arms for me. Even though her main gifting, she wasn't naturally a touchy-feely person, but I am. And as a child, I always wanted to hang on her and love on her and do all the feely stuff that <laughs> a touchy-feely person. But yet, she always had open arms for me and she never turned me away from a hug. Love you, mom. Oh, how sweet was that? These are just women in our everyday lives that we just asked questions about what they thought about their mothers, their spiritual mothers. We had some children on there, and what a blessing it was to hear everybody's perspective about their mother. Mm-hmm. And mom, our mom, if you noticed something about some of the voices you should text me after you listen to this and tell me what you think because there's some little (laughs) hidden surprises in there for you. Yeah, because that's the funny thing. We have a running joke that our mom, you know that you can go and rate the podcast if you go on iTunes or Spotify. There's a spot where you can give us a five-star review and then give us a little blip and that helps other people to know whether they want to listen to the podcast or whether they're like, "Mm, probably not something I'd be interested in listening to, and it just helps our podcast grow, and our heart is always 
just to reach as many moms as we can and get the gospel out through and motherhood. It's, it's funny because our mom listens to every episode, and she's mm-hmm. probably one of the first people to listen to it. And then she calls us and rates the episode. She rates the episode, like, in person. Like, yeah. I'm like, Mom, just go on iTunes and sit, write a little review. Yeah. And she's like, and she's honest with us. She tells us the good, the bad, and the ugly and uh, corrects us if we had. She's our fact checker. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so if you haven't picked it up, today's our special Mother's day episode it's a different day than we normally release and it's we're releasing it on mother's day um hopefully as an encouragement to mothers and our topic for today is just moms in general motherhood in general which is funny because this is a mom's podcast so we're kind of excited to have a podcast just talking about moms and motherhood and all the things that has to do with moms the hard stuff the good stuff yeah, because, because Mother's Day, sorry. Oh, no, you go ahead. Mother's Day is kind of a mixed bag for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my we had my husband's grandmother pass away just before Mother's Day a year mm-hmm. ago. And, um, you know, in, in... Our sister just lost her son. Mm-hmm. And this is her first Mother's Day without her son. Yeah, and so, I mean, so there's people dealing with grief and death. There's the mom dealing with, yeah. Um, there's the moms dealing with infertility, or, and I say moms, the women who aren't moms yet, who are longing for that. And every Mother's Day, when they see the beautiful pictures of moms with their kids, or the little crafts they bring home from preschool that their children did for them, I know because I've been there. And then there's the moms that are celebrating their first Mother's Day. That is yeah. so exciting. And they're just, they're, they've been waiting for this moment for the longest time. And then there's the moms who just maybe had a miscarriage or it's their first Mother's Day without their mother. Things like that. We want to, we want all the women out there to know that we see you and you are not forgotten your lost children are not forgotten your lost mothers are not forgotten and that we serve a god who is with you through all of that who catches all your tears and the bible says that the lord is close to the brokenhearted Mm -hmm. and saves those who are crushed in spirit in psalms 31 and just know that when you're feeling brokenhearted that's when the lord is right there I remember it would have been three Mother's Days ago. I had been matched with my daughter, and she's adopted from India. And so we knew who she was. We knew her face. We knew where she was living. And we couldn't go get her yet. Mm -hmm. We were doing that horrible, horrible season of waiting where um, you're just in this limbo. You're just waiting for courts to give you a court date. And I remember sitting in church that day, and I was like, This is really hard because I feel like I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. I feel like I am. I have a child. I don't have custody of her. You know, nothing's certain till it's certain. And, you know, when you're pregnant, you know you're a mom. But, I mean, even in pregnancy, there's no guarantees. There's miscarriage. There's stillbirth. You know, Mm -hmm. these things still happen. And just, like, being an expectant mother is so hard in that season. It was so hard. Um, but I just feel like, yeah, God was really close to me in those moments. And then my first Mother's Day, um, I just told my husband, we're not gifts people. Like, we don't, we don't love gifts. Um, but we like spending time together, things like that. That's our love language. But I said, okay, it's my first Mother's Day. Like, you know, 
you got to make a big deal of it. <laughs> you know, because he also doesn't read minds. And he's like, oh, okay. And he made a big yeah. deal of it because obviously our daughter, who was, I think, three at the time, could not have <laughs> planned yeah. it. You know, but it's like God does <clears throat> see us. And mm-hmm. he um, he cares so deeply for moms. Um, I think about barren women specifically. How many times in the Bible um, he was just close to the hearts of people. And I think of the Shumanite woman who made room in her heart for God. Um, you should read that story. I think oh, it's I, I beautiful. I say Elijah. Um, uh, it's, yeah, Elijah. It's in Kings. Yeah, he he was the prophet who would come, and this barren woman, and would make room in her home for him. So he had a, a room in their house, and he said, a year from now, you're, I'm going to come, and you're going to have a baby. And, you know. She didn't want to believe it at first, too. She was so afraid to hope. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes, especially if you go back, we have a whole episode on infertility. Mm-hmm. Like you're almost afraid to hope for this. Mm-hmm. And, but she and so, had a son. Yeah. And, and it was a miracle. And then the story goes on later and she, her son dies mm-hmm. and she has the faith to run to Elijah and Elijah's servant meets her and says, um, she leaves her son in the room dead. Yeah. And she runs, doesn't tell her husband. Just like, goes. Just packs up and goes. Uh, you should go read the whole story. It's really good. It's work. incredible. <laughs> We're shortening it up a lot. But um, the servant of Elijah comes and says, what's the matter? You know? And she's like, oh, you know, it's all good. I just need Elijah to come to my house. And she just had so much faith. And then Elijah comes and he heals her son. But isn't that from just. From death. Isn't that just such a mother? Mm-hmm. Like everyone else will tell you no, 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 no. Or this is what the reality seems like. But God gave women the special ability to be moms because he knows we would go to the ends of the earth for our children. Even in death, we would say, no, this is not how it's going to be. I'm going to go back to this God. God, I'd like to see your manager, the (laughs) prophet Elijah. Thank you very much. And I'll like one healing, please. You know, and I do think um, we are the hearts of our family in a lot of ways. And so Mm. um, we're going to talk about some very important moms today. Um, This is going to be emotional for us because um, the day before Mother's Day is birth Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. And if you're an adoptive mom, um, you have a very, this is an emotional day for you. Um, One of the myths is people think that these birth mothers or, or birth mothers in general, there's a lot of, like, um, what's it called? Negative stereotypes about them. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're like teenage runaways or drug addicts or, you know, all these horrible things. Um, but, and so people want to vilify them, want to make them the bad guy. But if you're in a mom who has adopted a child, you can't help but love. I mean, if you're really submitting to the Lord and allowing him to be soft in your heart, like you can't help but love that person. Mm-hmm. How could you not love the person that gave your baby life? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, we, yeah, we wanted to take the time to talk about birth mothers because it's so easy to judge somebody. And this world is broken. And, yes, we do want to see justice on earth. There's people who abuse their kids. There's people who treat them badly. There's people who, you know. But at the end of the day, if you're an adoptive mom, no matter how that adoption came to be, at the end of the day, you're the birth mother chose life for your child. Yeah. When we live in a world that promotes abortion and says abortion is the way, abortion is the easiest way, you know, but your birth mom chose life for your child. And that right there, 
should be recognized and, and celebrated. Yeah. One of the things I love about our adoption um, uh, agency that we go through is they value the birth moms. The birth moms get their own social worker. They get a lot of support. Mm-hmm. They have a, um, a birth mother's tea every year and support groups because it is a very, very difficult decision. So we're talking about kind of traditional, like, I mean, we're talking about the United States where, like, um, a woman decides that she is going to place her child up for adoption and um, that's kind of like it. But there's lots of different... There are women that get their children taken away because they are abusing them. Yeah, because in foster care. But even with that, um, if rights are terminated and they lose that right, there's still that loss for that mom. And it's easy to be like, well, they deserve that. I mean, they didn't take care of their kid. They didn't fight hard enough for them. They didn't change their ways. But we have no idea what this mom has walked through. No idea. And the cycle of abuse is so strong, even in the United States. And how can you expect anyone to live differently if they've never seen differently? But guess what? Being an adoptive parent means you got to help break that cycle of abuse. God Mm -hmm. used you as an intricate part to say, this is where this bloodline, this curse, this stops with this generation. And that mom will feel that loss for the rest of her life, no matter how her adoption came to be. My daughter's birth mother sat on the phone and just sobbed with me and was just wrestling with this agony, like, I want to take care of this child. I want the picket fence. I want the life where a man takes care of me and I have this family. I want that life. She wanted that life, but she knew she was not in a place to be there at that moment. And I, so I don't like to use the word abandoned so much because even though she walked away in that situation, the thing is, is she made the most selfless decision. And when people say, well, she doesn't even want anything to do with her child. She doesn't, you know, it's not like that. Cause sometimes it's just too painful to have an open adoption for a birth mom. Like an open adoption sounds great and all that. But then also if you have, when it happens that way, it gives your adoptee child the chance to decide whether they want their birth mom in their life or not. Uh, so Rachel's situation is a little different, is technically a closed adoption, which you guys would have been, um, comfortable with an open yeah, adoption. Yeah, we were open to an open. We we're open to an open adoption, but I think that was just too heavy weight on the, moms for the birth heart. Mom, yeah. yeah. So there's that situation. Then there's actually most um, domestic adoptions in the United States are open adoptions now. That is, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, open adoption might be a picture once a year. It might be meeting up at a restaurant once a month. I mean, there's yeah. there's a... And I know that in, intimidates a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I just don't want an open adoption. I don't want anything to do with... But here's the thing. My daughter knows her birth mom by name. We talk about her. We honor her. We prayed, prayed for, for her today. Yeah, yeah, we prayed for her this morning. And it's the first time that she's starting to re- even really understand because we talk about how you didn't grow in my tummy, you grew in another mommy's tummy. And she actually said to me today, she said, but you're my mommy. She, she can't be my mommy. And I was like, oh, yes, I am your mommy. Isn't that wonderful? But this woman was a part of your story. And no, she's not going to come back and take you away because I think that fear 
flared up. So it's all about being very open with your kids and making sure that they understand mm-hmm. all the working parts at the appropriate ages they are, you know. But it was just a beautiful conversation in that she's able to pray for this woman by name who's probably missing her today. Yeah, and and mother Mother's Day is a very hard day for the birth mothers. I can only imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you told me the story this morning that made me cry, but you were talking about um, Moses in the Bible, his mother. Oh, yeah. I just think about Moses' mother uh, who is in the river and letting her child go and completely entrusting him into God's hands. Mm-hmm. Like, what a beautiful picture that is. And... No, not all birth stories are like that with the mothers. But you can only imagine that you can see that, what would you call it, resemblance. Like, Yeah, like it's it's the same. Like yeah, it's the same. You, at some point, you have to let go. Like mm-hmm. whether you have an open adoption or a close adoption, at some point you say, these are the parents of my child. And then you have to let go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's... What a selfless, selfless act. Because it's... It's funny because even before I adopted, it was e- I would always go to the anger when you would call me about your foster kids and their parents. You were so gracious to the to the birth parents, and I was just I would just get so mad at them all the time, and I'd be like, oh, these evil people don't deserve children, and um, you know it's sad because on this side of 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 sin and and this part of the like in our world today there is broken families there Mm -hmm. are broken families i should say there are there is sin that goes from generation to generation and now that i have adopted like i literally i can't go into all of my daughter's story because some of it is is kind of private and some of it we haven't as a family decided how we're going to talk about Mm it you know so i will be a little bit um I don't know, discreet, so bear with me. But um, we don't know anything about my daughter's birth family. Mm. We don't know a name. We don't know an age. Uh, We don't, like, even the name that our daughter was given was given at the orphanage. We don't, it was not given by her biological family. And so Mm. there's, and a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh, that's great. So you, like, have a blank slate. You don't have to worry Mm. about anything. And I'm like, no. I wish we knew things. Like, we don't know anything about her genetics. We don't know. Well, and there's that grief, too, because when she comes and she wants to know who, where she came from and who, she doesn't get to have all those things, you know? At least, you know, with my daughter, I can say, like, oh, this is what your mom looked like. This is her name. We pray for her. And maybe eventually one day they can have a relationship, you know? They may be able to meet again. Mm -hmm. And it's just funny, like, even knowing there's a woman out there that looks like your daughter. Yeah, it's not funny. A lot alike. And (laughs) I wonder, and I looked when we were in India, I just kept looking and looking at the faces of women. And I was like, and it what probably, I mean, there's, oh gosh, 1.37 billion or something. Yeah. There's lots of billions of people and millions of people. And um, in India, and the chances that I would actually see her birth mom and much less know who she is. Like I'm, I've just accepted. I probably will never get to know who she is. Mm-hmm. I will never get to be able to tell my daughter about her family. And I love that woman. She like, I, I think, does she look like my daughter? Mm-hmm. Like, do they have the same smile? Do they laugh at the same things? Mm-hmm. Like, is she alive? That's the other thing I think about. I don't know. Yeah. 
I mean, especially with the situation in India with so much death and the government shutdowns and the, the disease. I mean, people are dying of starvation uh, before all this happened, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just a horrible situation over there. And I pray for her, but I don't have a name. I don't even have a vision. I kind of like imagine what Serbia would look like when she grows up. And that's kind of what I imagined. But I don't even know if her mother was an adult. She could have been a teenager. She could have been a victim of, you know, of all kinds of things. All we know is that for a year, we don't know where she mm -hmm. was. She was probably with a biological family. And then we kind of get some information after she went to the orphanage. But that is a grief. Mm -hmm. It's a deep sadness for me that I won't get to tell her. And we'll probably do the genetic testing when she's older. Um, but even some adoptive families are like, we don't do it because it just brings up a bunch of really hard stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. Or they wait till their kids are near adult or adult before. Yeah, because you're also doing that. You're inviting a group of people into your life that you, your child might not be ready for. So yeah. I think when the time comes, like the Lord will give you wisdom of what's right. And that's why you wait until the child's kind of at an age. Like I would like to know if I have some aunts or uncles that mm -hmm. are close by or that are reachable by Facebook. But you know, we have to have wisdom and boundaries and you have to be safe because not all family members are safe. And you have to be very careful who you let into your kids' lives. And sometimes kids are removed from their families because it wasn't a good situation. And so, but I mean, even I was looking at my daughter's feet and I have, we have Filipino feet. They're <laughs> chubby and short and stubby little toes. We call them hobbit feet. Hobbit feet. They're not cute at all. <laughs> and my daughter has these long, gorgeous, like pretty feet. And I'm yeah. just like, I wonder if she's going to be like a runner or a swimmer because, and how tall she's going to be. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, you know how puppies have really big paws before they grow up. <laughs> Cause she's, she's not super tall she's taller than your daughter but I know she finally surpassed her <laughs> but I just I I imagine and I can think about her and I'm sad sometimes about Servi's birth mom but then also I'm really happy I wish I could just hug her and thank her for what she gave me because a woman I don't know is the reason I'm a mom mm -hmm. and like that's isn't that crazy what I wrote today on a blog post like my greatest gain was another woman's greatest loss. And so if you're a birth mom and you're listening right now, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for loving your child enough to give them their best chance. Mm -hmm. And God will bless you for that. And God will not forget the sacrifice that you made for your child. Don't make me cry. He will not. And I think even too, like women who have like placed their child up for adoption and then later on have other children like, they were better ma moms to those children because they made the choice then. Mm -hmm. And they chose not to get yeah. an abortion. They chose to have a baby. They chose to have a pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, and chose, like, a better life for their child. Maybe they literally could not, mm -hmm. you know. Moses' mother, like, thought that he would die. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like putting him in the, the Nile was going to, like, he could Guarantee have drowned. His safety. Yeah, he could have drowned. He could have been found by soldiers and killed anyways. He could have drowned. He could have been, you know, a million things. But she just knew, like, God, this is the only thing I have. And I just imagine her preparing that basket and making it waterproof. And she, I mean. Giving not, him a, wrapping him in a blanket. Yeah. And knowing where she was going to send him out to. And maybe I will never see him again. And yeah. completely putting him into God's hands. 
Yeah, and I... We gotta get ourselves together. I know. If we like, want to yeah. finish this podcast. Thank <laughs> you, <Yeah>, like, <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> but I just think, like, that is a biblical story of a mother giving her child the best chance she could. Mm-hmm. She She couldn't protect him from the soldiers any longer. Mm-hmm. They were going to come in and kill her son. And so all she had was this very beautifully prepared basket. And I think of other women in the Bible. Was it um, Samuel's mom who prayed and prayed and prayed in the verse that comes from, um, for this child I prayed. Mm -hmm. And she said, Lord, if you give me this child, I will give him back to you. And I think she sent him to live in the temple when he was like, when he was, uh, I want to say less than 10 years old. Because it was when he was past the weaning age. Yeah. And so she... Is that how you say it? Weaning? I never breastfed, so I don't know the technical (laughs) terms. One of the benefits of of not being a birth mom or (laughs) being an adoptive mom, you don't have to do birth. That's a scary thing. Um, But yeah, but I mean, there's lots of stories in the Bible where they... I mean, even Isaac and um, Abraham. Abraham, He had to literally put his child on the altar and say, God, I trust you. And Mm -hmm. I think that's what we all have to do with our children. But a birth mom... I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know if I could be selfless enough. Yeah. And so adoption is the result of a tragedy. Yeah. But God is so good that he works all things together for good. Mm-hmm. Something that should be a tragedy is is the biggest blessing in our lives. I'm looking at the picture on your wall. It's Ariana's uh, adoption day. <laughs> and she's so cute. And she's standing in front of the court and there's snow and she's just... And this big, poofy, cute, fashionable jacket. And, And, you know, and then she was surrounded by loved ones. And I hope, like, if her birth mom, that she would know how loved she is. How she has hundreds of people in her life who love her. How on a daily basis, she blesses everyone around her. There's this lady at the grocery store by her house that adores Ariana and saves stickers just for her. Mm -hmm. Like, oh hi Ariana I saved you my stickers like she just is such a joy to the world around her and I just think she does have a different life and that is what God intended was to take something that was so broken and make it whole again yeah and I even think about my Serby and all the people who prayed her here Mm -hmm. all the people who donated money to help us get her here Mm -hmm. um you know this is obviously like the kingdom of God is like a man was digging in a field and he found a treasure and he um he buried the treasure again and then he ran off and he sold everything he had to afford to buy this field Mm. so that he could have that great treasure and i thought about (laughs) when it's not the same thing because that's the kingdom of god but i think we have glimpses of the kingdom Mm. of god here on this earth and zach and i when we were getting ready for the adoption we were selling everything we were like hustling Mm. to try to get extra money we're doing extra jobs you know people were donating and I said and when we got her we're just like oh she is you can't put like a monetary value on a person obviously Mm. but we're like there is nothing we wouldn't sell there's nothing we wouldn't sacrifice there's nothing we wouldn't get up give up to bring her home and Mm. you know so ah, birth moms thank you We are both moms because of birth moms. And we love our birth moms. And we pray blessings upon blessings over them. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess we could transition to the next part of the episode. We wanted to talk about our 
mom mom yeah our biological mom and just motherhood traditions that we've taken from her so one thing that ariana and i started doing and we started this last year is when we were younger my mom put on the most beautiful tea parties not just a cute little setup tea party like it was to the nine like you would feel like you were at somebody's wedding with these perfect flower arrangements or tables centerpieces and And tablecloths and she handmade it and she's a florist too Um, yeah so so she's very talented she did you know it's hard when you have to go to the store and get flowers because you're like these are good but like my mom can do better my mom can do better with like a hand tied behind her back (laughs) i even might go to people's weddings and i'm like i wonder how much you paid I wonder how much you paid for that flower arrangement. My mom could tell you. My mom, yeah. <laughs> my mom does way better than that. You know I, mean? I know. My mom. My mom. Yeah. I love our mom. And she's just such a talented, she's so good at like, she'll like go to a thrift store and see like an ugly lamp and she'll be like, oh, that would make a really cool something. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, no. And then when she makes it, you're like, wow. So for our little tradition we started last year and we have it doing it again this year we started having our own tea parties and we dress up just like we did and wear fancy hats and feather boas yeah and we would dress up all the way like get all ready all morning wear pretty new little dresses yeah and then she made this flower archway that you could take pictures with your mom under it yeah. and she made it just so special so you guys yeah. do something like that which is funny because it was her Mother's Day, and she's doing all this work for all the other moms in our church. But doesn't that just, like, show you who she is? Yeah. Like, she's she just, a servant. She wanted the other moms. And then she, we find, like, Mom, sit down and drink some tea. Yeah. It's your so, Mother's yeah, Day, yeah, we too. started doing that together, and last year we videotaped it and did, like, a little show, and I was like, I'm Rachel, and she's like, and I'm Ariana. Like, and so that's one thing we're doing again. And this year um, I'm going to go thrifting after this, and I really want to find, like, a good like glass china tea set that's from a thrift store so if my four-year-old breaks it it's not going to be the end of the world but it's so fancy and i even got little doilies from the dollar store yeah like, so i'm really excited and to she's like, really into all these girly girly things that yeah, twirly, twirly dresses. dresses the dress has to twirl or it's worthless <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's a fun tradition i i miss that actually um with all the sisters yeah our church does a really good job of like decorating for mother's day and they usually do some kind of special rose or something for the moms um and they also do this well and that was one thing that was really sweet when i was an expecting mom they brought me a rose because they're like you're one of us like you're a mom you just don't have a child in your arms yet Mm -hmm. which i think was really special um but yeah they do a big a thing where you can go take pictures with your kids Mm -hmm. and it's it's just a really and pastor, our pastor usually always does a really cool sermon on it. So, yeah, church is always a big part of Mother's Day for us. Um, but I think, remember what dad would, like, take us to the dollar store? Yeah. So um, my mom has, um, we have six biological sisters, five biological, so there's six of us biologically. Mm-hmm. What am I trying to six say? Six women now. We're all we're grown all women. up. And once we were all grown, my parents started over and adopted a kid from foster care. Yeah, our um, little, little brother. brother. He's a boy, and he's, what, 13 now? Four, 
He just turned 14. Oh, my goodness. No, he didn't. Yeah, he I'm did. I'm so old. He just turned 14. Anyway, so <laughs> that's how they got their boy. They had to literally adopt him. But um, <laughs> so what we, my dad would do when we were little is he would he would buy her, like, her really pretty perfume mm-hmm. set. And um, that was kind of expensive. But he would take us to the dollar store and we'd get her a bunch of, like, cheap tchotchkes. Like, <laughs> those, you know, silly little, like, figurines and, like, and she magnets. Would, <laughs> You know, like very dollar story things. And we'd bring them to her and she would open them and like really pretend like she liked them. Yeah. Like, oh. And I remember like Becca one time bought her like a Barbie doll. And was like, oh, can I play with it now? Like after she opened it. (laughs) And she's like, oh, thank you. And then she's like, can I play with it? And mom's like, yeah, you can play with it. Because it's kind of funny. It's kind of cute to see because he wouldn't guide us in any ways. He'd be like, okay. You go can pick buy your one stuff thing at for the your mom. Store. And so we'd all go around. And so it's kind of cute to see what each kid would try to bring back for her, like a little angel figurine or. But isn't it funny how a we candle. never saw them ever again? <laughs> Where did all those tchotchkes go, mom? Okay. Dollar store lotion. <laughs> like mostly water. <laughs> but she always, yeah, because, you know, it is more blessed to give than receive, but. For her, it was her teaching us to, like, like it was dad teaching us to, like, what would mom like, mm-hmm. you know? And then for mom, it was, like, because she did get the nice gift from our dad. She mm-hmm. got the, the nice perfume. Yeah. But, um, but it was teaching us to, like, love mom and think about, because it was funny. This has nothing to do with Mother's Day. But I took um, our daughters. I was shopping for a present. We had a friend who just had a birthday. And uh, I were really trying to teach your daughter a lot of things. But one of the yeah. things I'm trying to teach her is, to prefer one another above ourselves yes. and to think about what other people would like. And so I I went to the coffee mugs because I knew I wanted to get her a coffee mug. And I said, which coffee mug do you think our friend so-and-so would like? And she's like, grabs the Baby Yoda one. She's <laughs> like, she would love Baby Yoda. I just know it. And I was like, okay, well, really think, do you... Has she ever talked about Baby Yoda? Has she ever, oh, like... Oh, you're so awesome and, now. And she's like, I think she'd like it. I was like, are you sure, like, you don't like Baby Yoda? <laughs> so then I narrowed it down to, like, three or four mugs that I knew she would like all of them. But then I was like, okay, Ariana, which one do you think our friend would like out of these ones? <laughs> she's, like, trying to buy a, a Baby Yoda mug for a 41-year-old person. <laughs> you know, so... Which some 41-year-olds would like. I would personally love a Baby Yoda mug. But, you would. Um, our friend probably wouldn't have as appreciated it as much. But anyways, it's just so so sweet. Like, gift-giving at this stage in our children's life is not... Like, I don't expect my daughter to bring me this amazing gift tomorrow. She's four years old. But mm-hmm. her dad's probably going to have her um, trace her hand and give me some cute thing that she says you know like ariana's teacher sent home this handprint flower for me for mother's day and i actually cried for some reason when she gave it to me i just started crying because she has the chubbiest cutest little hands i love your daughter's hands my daughter's hands are like long and skinny fingers and she'll play the piano or something (laughs) your daughters they're just like these little chubby sausage fingers they are like they're it's like she's three but she still has baby hands like it's so cute i love it but yeah what are some other um things with our mom we would let her we did we try to cook her a meal one time if we did, it probably just never turned out very well. I think it stressed her out more that we were, like, messing up the kitchen. Than yeah. trying to cook for her. But, but I think we yelled at her. We're like, stay in bed. Just stay in bed. Yeah. Like, we're cooking something. Like, here are some um, 
toast made by your five-year-old that was coughed all over and uh, they probably didn't wash their hands and Here's smothered in like eggs. canola oil fake butter. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I know it's so cute because my little brother, when he was little, he was like six. He was like, oh, I'll make the eggs for mom. And he cracked a bunch of eggs in a pan and he's like, don't worry, I know how to make them. And I was like, are you sure you know how to do this? And then he squirted a whole bunch of ketchup in the pan and cooked the eggs like in ketchup. It looked so disgusting. Did mom eat it? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Bless you, mom, if you ate that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I also love, like, this. I, I'm learning as we get older, like, what mom loves. And she mm-hmm. just loves her kids to have spent time on her because she is a gift giver. She, oh, yeah. She loves She gifts. thinks for or a She long, loves to give gifts. Yeah. She loves to give gifts. I think she likes to give them too. Or get them, too. I mean, I think we all like to But get... she takes a long time, like you said, deciding what to get. And she finds little things. Like, if your birthday's in January and she's shopping in July and she sees something you she thinks you would love, she'll save it for your birthday. Mm-hmm. And she'll be like, oh, she'll love that. And then you'll get this sweet, such personal gift. And you're like, Mom, thank you. That was really cool. I know. She's really good. And then she'll, like, can't wait. So she'll, like, if she sees me in March, like, if she's visiting in March but my birthday's in June... She will, like, give me the gift and be like, open it right now. And be like, this is your birthday for June. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, there's a pair of earrings I wear at least once a week that she gave me. And I just almost cried when I opened them because um, she's just so good at giving gifts. Like, mm-hmm. and she just knows exactly, like, she'll buy me these crazy clothes and, like, I really like them because I'm like, I wouldn't have thought to buy that for myself, but I wear them and I love them. Mm-hmm. She's so good. So it's hard to give a good gift giver something. Don't you think that? Yeah, I do think that. And but I love... Luckily, she's upfront what she wants. This is what I want. <laughs> Girls can bend my way at me. I'll buy it myself. I'm good to go. <laughs> like, because she loves the shopping part of it, too. She does. So, <laughs> um, yep. And, yeah. So, but I do love... She does love when we do like kind of acts of service gifts kind of like Mm -hmm. if we were to clean the whole house and Mm -hmm. remember when mom and dad were in Germany for two weeks Mm -hmm. and we didn't clean it all for two weeks Mm -hmm. and it was like literally we were eating off of like lids from Tupperware (laughs) because there were no dishes done and and my parents were like we're like teenagers it's not like we're like seven or something we're like one of the sisters at home was an adult so yeah I was in college at the time and you were in charge for some reason Mm -hmm. and I can't remember her oldest sister I was not good at being in charge by the way (laughs) just so you know (laughs) the house was a wreck (laughs) but um we were left to our own devices and Oh, wait. No, I wasn't in college yet. I was, no, like, 17. You were, but you were, like, almost an adult. And then I think our oldest sister was the adult supervisor. Yeah. Anyway, she came out. She's like, Mom and Dad are going to be home in 12 hours. We have got to clean this house. And so we spent the next 12 hours cleaning the house. Oh, yeah. We? It got good. Oh, and the Mom and Dad come up. They're like, oh, it looks so nice. And we're like, you can always trust us to leave the house. We, yeah. We totally We did take- not take our newborn niece to the mall when she was, like, two days old and take pictures <laughs> with her in the photo booth. <laughs> Okay, we made some dumb decisions when we were teenagers. Even though we didn't know how to properly put in a car seat or... (laughs) That was a really bad driver. Oh my gosh. Well, at least we learned on other people's kids. And And our niece is alive and thriving. (laughs) And she has a really good immune system, so... But, um, But yeah, we... I just think, yeah, we would clean the house for mom... Um, well, and also our grandparents live next door. Yeah. So it's not like they just left us in the woods by ourselves. No, yeah, we had lots of supervision, but, um, yeah, we had to clean that house so fast. It wasn't even funny. But, yeah, we would, 
that was another gift we would give mom for Mother's Day. Like, you sleep in, we clean the house, we'll make breakfast. And as we got older, we were better at making breakfast and we were Mm -hmm. better. And then we could like, I don't know about you, Rachel, but I had a very good relationship with mom in high school. I feel like I could ask her anything. Mm -hmm. I feel like she was really like a, like, and this is what led me to be an adoptive mom someday but I was 14 one day and I came home from school and I was just sobbing and mom's like oh my gosh you know and she's like break up with a boy or like you know someone said something mean about her outfit you know typical mom's thinking what's a 14 year old have to worry about and I said mom there are there's so much messed up stuff in the world I said there are like starving children in Africa there's like there's people that are just so mistreated and I think we had like talked about something in my world issues class about slavery or something and I was just like but I mean I'm sobbing you guys because I have a really strong sense of justice well you're kind of like Nehemiah like you were just so brokenhearted for the brokenness yeah I just saw it was like it was one of the first times I really saw the world for what it was and it broke my heart and mom could have been like, you know what, you're being an dr- overdramatic teenager, like, go get ready for dinner. But she, like, sat down with me and she said, Natalie, like, God's going to use that pain that you feel and that sympathy and compassion for other people. Mm. And she was so compassionate with me. And our mom is, like, a pretty no-nonsense person. Like, mm-hmm. she's kind of like... She, I'm honking twice and then I'm leaving. If you don't know that joke, like, literally... She would honk the horn twice, and if you weren't in the car, <laughs> she left without you. The kitchen is closed after 8.30. If you didn't get dinner, then too bad. Starved to death. You yeah. know? <laughs> you know? She's, like, very, I mean... Not... If you come, if you are a friend and you're at our house on a Saturday morning, you're doing Saturday morning chores. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, she was very no-nonsense, but she was also, like, knew when I needed that compassionate. I didn't need strong-arm mom right then. I needed, like... I needed compassionate mom. And she was probably, like, exasperated because how many days did I come home from high school crying? Probably all the time. Well, me alone. I was the emotional one. Like, yeah. Everything made me cry. And dad handled you and mom handled <laughs> no. me. But, yeah, so, but I know later on the Lord showed me, Natalie, that heart that was so angry and so sad about where the world is the reason why you're strong enough to go and adopt a child in a different country. Mm. And I was like, oh, thank you, mom, for not squelching that and being like get over it like you crying about starving children isn't going to help anyone you know but instead like being compassionate and meeting me there it was yeah there was what I needed at that time when I was in college uh I went through like a really bad breakup because it was my first like college boyfriend so it's a little bit more serious when you're in an adult relationship because I mean it could end in marriage I mean that's kind of so glad for that heartache my dad was out of town and we broke up and I was at my apartment and I lived about a half hour away and it was like 11 o'clock at night and we like had the whole argument break up he left you know and I got in the car and drove home my dad like I said my dad was out of town and I crawled into bed with my mom and I cried and she held me while I cried and cried and she said some like funny things too that I was like mom but <laughs> she's probably like you know he's not your cutest boyfriend you've ever yeah. had something like that she always said like, stuff like that it was just like mom like um but she let me it wasn't like you're 19 years old maybe you shouldn't like be crawling into bed with your mom like <laughs> but she did she let me crawl into bed with her and just cry and sleep with her that night and that's what I need I needed my mom mm-hmm. and 
she knew that I needed her too, and she let me be there. Even though she was probably like, sweet, I get the house to myself for at least one night. For the first time in 20 years, I can sleep by myself. (laughs) (laughs) Did not happen. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, it's not like our mom was perfect. She was not a perfect mom. She didn't, like, have all her ducks in a row every single day. She had six kids for crying out loud. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I was telling my friend, I was like, we had a forget, like, you got forgot spot. Yeah. <laughs> so it's to the because you got forgot a lot. Oh yeah, oh like after voice I'm in a lessons. Doctor Seuss movie. Yeah, my voice lessons are always be waiting there. Oh, okay, I'm forgotten. It's okay. They'll eventually somebody will remember me. Autumn the same way, like always forgetting. Got forgotten after practice. But and, there was like there was like a general meeting spot that was close to the school that we would walk to and sit and wait for her to pick us up. Was it the Zips, like, restaurant? I can't remember. Because at least there you got fries. I forgot the, the got forgot spot. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, at least you got fries if you forgot. <laughs> Kids who are listening who don't know the time period, we didn't have cell phones. Mm-hmm. So you just had to go to, a, like, a general, and people would be like, drive up and be like, are you okay, honey? And you'd be like, oh, I'm just, I'm just got forgot. Yeah. I'm at the forgot spot. I got the forgot spot. <laughs> Mom's gonna get me. Mom or a sister or somebody from church who recognizes us and is like, oh, you were forgotten again. <laughs> well, and it wasn't like she forgot us. For, it would be like a half hour later or something. There was one time where we were at a theme park, a theme park, and Mom had bought us all these bright, bright colored hats so she I could like. It was the 90s in her defense. So she could see us all, all the time. And I they were like neon pink, green, yeah, orange. And this is like shows you my personality and just who I am. And my daughter comes by it honestly. But I had gotten a splinter in my hand, and I was so distracted by the splinter that I stopped and was like so obsessed on the splinter. And then all of a sudden, I looked up, and my family was gone. Your and I just, brightly hatted colored family. Yeah, and I just started bawling, and I was like, oh, I lost my family. Like at a huge. Yeah. theme park and it was so funny because then this lady who worked there came up to me and she's like oh honey are you okay and I was like I lost my family and she's like okay well let's try and find them and she was asking me where was the last place they were at and there this lady was very smart because then there was like a stroller rental place and it was like the end of the day when we were leaving so I was like my family might have just left me here and she was like there's no forgot spot in the theme park and then she goes well did your family have a stroller and I was like yeah yeah, yeah, we had a stroller so she walked me into the stroller rental place and they were returning the stroller and then I was like that's my family and my mom looks she's like oh I thought there was one of you missing Even like, like, we were frantically looking for you. You know, in The Hobbit, when Gandalf is like um, counting all the, the movie did a really funny job of it. Like he would be counting all the all the the dwarfs in The Hobbit to make sure he had. I feel like that was our mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But she had so many kids. Like you just had to like stick with the group. I never got lost. (laughs) I wasn't chasing butterflies into the road. But I remember, well, now that I have young children, and sometimes when you're, like, a mom with young children, you're like, get in the car. We've got to go. We're 20 minutes late. Like, you guys are driving me nuts. And mom, one time, um, she took us all to the grocery store. And I go grocery shopping with one kid, and I'm like, 
how did she do it with six? But she'd have yeah, all six especially because my kids at the age now. Can I have this? Can I have that? Can I have this? Can, Can you I have imagine that? that multiplied by six? Yeah. Oh and my goodness. She'd make and us... like we're sticking to the list, and that's what we're getting. <laughs> yeah. And... But mom, it doesn't have sugar in it. It doesn't have glue in it. She means gluten. Like, no, we're sticking to the list. The nice thing, I'll be like, I, I won't buy your daughter stuff. I'll be like, if you can find something that's gluten-free, and, like, I'll know that there's nothing that's gluten-free there so that I don't have to get it for her. Poor but then thing. I don't seem like a bad guy. Also, the nice thing about her birthday coming up is they say, oh, put it on your birthday list. <laughs> yeah. So she wants a Paw Patrol. Mom, we're out of toothpaste. Put it on your birthday list. <laughs> she wants a Paw Patrol walkie-talkie, just in case you were wondering. She also wants a Paw Patrol dump truck, a Paw Patrol beach towel a paw patrol basically anything in the store that had paw patrol on it which or is a funny we don't have a tv yeah I mean, <laughs> she the doesn't. last time she saw a paw patrol episode <laughs> just like... she just likes the dogs but anyways so mom had taken us all six grocery shopping and it was at night and she's just trying to get home she probably want to get dinner on the table you know and we're all just like you know starving and whining and she's trying to load the groceries and she's telling us get in the van well, and of course, you know when you're a mom and your kids just back talk you all the time. You're like, I, like I don't, don't want to hear it. it. Get in the van. And my sister Shay was just like, but mom, 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 mom. And she's like, I do not want to hear it. Get in the van now. And then all of a sudden, I was like, oh my gosh, Barbies. Because when we were really little. Mom did not like us having Barbies <laughs> when we were little. And it's not some weird religious thing. It's just she hated how, and I get it now that I'm a mom. She hated all the pieces that came with those yeah, dolls. Yeah, little shoes, little clothes. Little... Like, And they were just laying around my house naked all the time. So I was just not going to deal with it. <laughs> so I get your mom. I we you. did get Barbies when we were a little bit older. That's but why anyways, I played with them until I was like 15. But Rachel was like, she's like, Barbies. And then mom, like, she said her heart froze because she's like, we do not have Barbies in our car. <laughs> she was shoving us into some random person's <laughs> minivan. <laughs> And then she was like, get out of the car. This is not our... And then, of course, the kids are like, just sitting there like, huh? And it's like, no, get out of the car. You just told us to get into the car. <laughs> Don't back talk. Get out of this car. But I mean, you know, back then, all those Astro vans looked exactly the same. Like, there's not enough car seats for us in here, Mom. Like, And we had legitimate concerns. But when you're a mom... And we were trying to back talk her. But Mom, but Mom. And she's like, get in the car. Until I was like... <gasps> She's like, yeah, oh, she's like, no, no, we don't have Barbies. Get out of this van. So I just, and I think I would have been so embarrassed if like the family who owned the van had showed up. And you're like, they're like, this lady and her six kids are trying to steal my van. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this story, like we tell stories from our childhood and sometimes I'm like, we got to be careful how many we tell in a row because they're people, just so People ridiculous. are not going to believe us. But when, when you have six children, you have six times the opportunities of hilarious things to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So Anyways, we had a mom who was imperfect. We had a mom who did her best, who worked all the time. She was always doing side hustles. She was always cooking. She was always cleaning. She was always, I mean, just I think of the one time when mom was out of town for her her Weight Watchers retreat. Or was it a woman's retreat? She'll call and fact check us. But (laughs) But she, dad had to get us all ready for church. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. But we all, my mom loved him. Have us match, matching shoes, made our matching outfits, like these, like bright, sewed them, bright colored jumpsuits that were all matching. Yeah. And our poor little sister could never grow out of them because every time she'd grow to the next size, there was a hand-me-down that fit her <laughs> of the same. So she wore the same jumpsuit for like right. 10 years. <laughs> but, um, but dad gets us all to, to church and 
two of us are wearing a left foot shoe and two of us are wearing a right foot shoe <laughs> and we're our hair is just a mess and the ladies the church ladies god bless you come up and they're like oh is your wife out of town <laughs> and it's like how could you tell and they're like oh you know can we just help you and they just fixed our shoes and hair and <laughs> did the best they could with what they had but I just think you know I think it's good for the dads to be left alone every once in a while don't you mm-hmm. to see what we do on it well I think do. they realize like wow this is really hard mm-hmm. like why are moms so exhausted especially like stay like I'm a working mom but like stay at home moms I saw this meme where this girl's like be really tired at 7 a.m. saying goodbye to my husband as he leaves for work and then I crawl back into bed. But it's like, yeah, okay, maybe they're getting up earlier and going to work, but moms have such a tiring mental, a huge mental load, huge physical load, huge emotional Yeah, load. we carry kind of, we care. I mean, it's different for every family, but I feel like we carry the schedules of the family, the social calendar, the like... The day-to-day, even the and working they just moms. so happen to come home when you sit down for half a second to look at Facebook on your phone, and it's that's like, when they walk in the door. It's like, have you been on Facebook all day? You'd be like, only 75% of the day. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my coffee that's cold, again, in the microwave speaks for itself, okay? Yeah, exactly. Well, I had a friend, she had a really, she told me, she's like, when I became a mom, I started writing down everything I do in the day to kind of keep a checklist, but then also because her husband would come home and be like, so what'd you do today? Not in like a... What'd you get done? I need to see your checklist. But mm-hmm. um, in a way, like, oh, what'd you do? And she'd be like, uh, what did I do? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, good question. Um, maybe we should post it to our Instagram or Facebook. But there's this video of this woman, and she has two or three kids, and she's a stay-at-home mom, and she's trying to water this plant all day. Oh, that is so hilarious. It's, like, seriously the funniest thing. And you're And any mom who is stay-at-home or working, you're like, I get it because she's trying to water this plant and every time she gets ready to water it, like something happens and, you know, at the end her husband's like, oh, this plant is dying. And she like, you know, goes about to She's just him, like you know? pours water on his head. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. He says, when was the last time you watered this? This plant's dying. And she just like. <laughs> because that's, I mean, you're like, okay, I kept all the children alive today. I got them to all their appointments, you know. And when I get down at myself as a mom, I look at those lists. And I'll pull up a list from, like, three months ago. And I'll be like, look at what all the stuff you do in a day, Natalie. Mm-hmm. Like, be proud of yourself. And you didn't get a lot of stuff done today, but, like, you snuggled your daughter. or you. It's almost like a like a sticker chart for yourself. It's like, almost like a serotonin boost. Yeah. Like, uh, my first I thing I do is make a checklist. That's my first check. And then I always feel like I got something done. Yeah. Or, or I wash the dishes and then I put it on my checklist. <laughs> and then I get to check it off right away. It's like a... It's weird. So thing. what I do for like chores, like on Saturday since I work, only for a little bit longer though before I'm a stay-at-home mom. But I put... That's another Insta Mama's announcements. I'll be a stay-at-home mom soon. Um... So I be clapping. Not I know just this like is like spiking the micro, uh, microphone. Go. Oh, I know <laughs> this goes against like our zero waste. Um, because remember we said in that episode we are not arrived yet. But I take sticky notes of all the chores that need to get done on the weekend, like all the ketchup chores, like mopping and sweeping and cleaning the bathroom and the toilet. You don't have time throughout the week to. Do I just them. don't. I work till like five thirty some nights. Some nights I don't even get home till like six thirty. Once traffic is all bad, you know, and so what I do is I put all the sticky notes and then I take it off and crumble it up and throw it away when I'm done with that chore. Just recycle it, and it just makes me feel so. Can good. you recycle sticky notes? Oh, maybe I'll I, do some research. Wait, maybe I should just keep them because it's like laundry, the 
And you just, could just reuse it, but there yeah. is something satisfying about tearing it off the wall and just crumpling it up. Yeah, I will say I that. Don't know. Maybe it's worth it for you. You got a cost-benefit analysis <laughs> that one. But yeah, we just hope moms, whether you're a birth mom, whether you're a spiritual mom, we didn't even have time to talk about spiritual moms. Yes. I mean, some of us don't have good earthly moms. Like, we were blessed to have a good earthly mom, but like, because she was a Christian and she was trying to follow the Lord and she was, you know, submitting to God's leadership, that's why she was a good mom. You know, some of us have moms that are toxic. Some of us have moms that are abusive. Mm -hmm. Some of us have moms that are gone. Mm -hmm. Like either they've passed away or they chose to not be in our lives, which in some ways I think would be harder for your Mm -hmm. mom to say, I don't want you. Some of us were raised by single dads. Mm -hmm. Some of us were raised by single moms who did the very best they could, but they had to work two and three jobs and they didn't get to see you very often. Mm -hmm. You know, I think some of the most strong people were raised by single moms. They learned... A lot of independence they're not victims like you know there's so many well and i think too single moms like on mother's day you have a husband that goes and buys you a gift and on mother's day if you have young children you're kind of like oh thank you for this piece thank of paper you that you made this me you know but morning. you don't get like this special time to mm-hmm. sleep in or to yeah. somebody be like hey what do you want to do today so i mean I feel like if you even know a single mom, maybe get something special for them or take them under your wing. When I was thinking about even military moms, we haven't really, we want to get a military mom on here to talk with who has a spouse who's deployed or, you know, you're a single mom a lot. You have a spouse, you have a husband, but he's not there all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's this like, you know, and you, and you miss holidays and you miss because they're sacrificing so much for our country and they Mm -hmm. everyone you know says oh thank you to the veteran but they don't they don't think about the family and the mom that's at home you know she's not getting a mother's day gift from her baby Mm -hmm. you know but so it's just it's this beautiful you know whatever season of motherhood you're in grieving the loss of a child grieving the loss of a parent um grieving maybe you had an adoption that fell through we knew a couple that Um, many people that were just about to the end of their adoption process and it fell through. Honestly, we had an adoption fall through in 2016 Mm -hmm. um, for Ethiopia and it was around April, end of April when it happened and it still hurts my heart when I think about it and we weren't matched with a child you know, we just lost the country and it it still shakes me I'm like, oh yeah, I still grieve that Mm. I still think about the little the little African baby that the little Ethiopian baby that could have been, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, I mean, it's just, there's grieving. It's hard because especially as adoptive mom, mother's day does come with some grieving. Don't Mm -hmm. you think? Yeah. It's like this happy, wonderful day. It's the best thing you've ever wanted. But also you think about birth mom, you Mm -hmm. think about, you know, the pain it took to get there, but yeah. But I mean, moms who have given birth can all say, We'll just not think about the pain it took to get here, right? Yeah. Oh, the physical pain. But yeah. but yeah, but in the end, there's also rejoicing and joy. And isn't that just how life is? Just a big mixture of sorrow and loss and joy and gain and reaping and sowing. And isn't that just how life is? Yeah, like Ecclesiastes. So technically, like my family, we're in a season of getting ready for our next adoption and exciting news coming up the pipeline and thinking about growing our family but that's also scary too there's like how do we fit another child into this crazy life you know but there's exciting things and being a mom you you know father's day is exciting you know the 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 joke that on father's day the dads say let's go do something as a family and then mother's day it's like for 24 hours i don't want anyone to touch me or talk to me Mm -hmm. it's like it's kind of an extreme but it's like kind of true like you're 
on all the time as a mom. So sometimes Mother Day gift for you is just like I know it's so funny I was talking to one of my coworkers about that because I was like some women don't want to spend Mother's Day with their kids and she's like oh I totally get that because her kids are grown and she's like I totally get that she's like there'd be days I'd just go fishing by myself on Mother's Day and I loved it and I was like oh okay so I'm not there yet because I work full-time and don't feel like I get miss your daughter I miss my daughter but I wonder next year you know when you're stay-at-home mom and but even me like I go back and forth I'm like oh it'd be nice to have the day off but then I miss my daughter. So Mm -hmm. it's like, what do I do? So motherhood is a gift. I'm so blessed by the moms in my life. The spiritual moms, my moms that are walking with me, Mm. like hand in hand, the moms that are the same age as me that are doing parenthood alongside us. Our, you know, birth, our birth mom, (laughs) you know, um, our biological mom, you know, um, and the birth moms that brought us our daughters. We can't say thank you enough. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, thank you to all mothers in all forms. Yeah, and we are just so blessed. We are blessed to have a podcast that's all about motherhood mm-hmm. because it is a topic that we could just keep visiting over and over again. Mm-hmm. And yes, uh, so thanks for listening.